Hello and welcome to the Rugby Show on the 42.ie. My own name is Gavin Casey and I'm live here in our newsroom in Dublin and I'm delighted to be joined by Murray Kinsella of the 42.ie who is down in Auckland and witnessed a fantastic test match between the Lions and the All Blacks. Although Murray, I think it's probably time you packed your bags and headed home, I suppose. It's, it's done and dusted now really, isn't it? Not, not quite, not quite. Um, I guess the ominous thing is the All Blacks are going to get better. Certainly the Lions can, can improve on that and there's a couple of key areas that really cost them the game tonight. Well, look, they're, they're in a bad position. You, you don't lose that first test. It's your best chance catching the All Blacks in their second test of the year. So definitely, definitely a disappointing outcome for the Lions. Yeah, where do you think the game was lost, Murray? Obviously, the penalty count going against the Lions, I think it was 11-6. to six. Um, In discipline, obviously, very evident, but also yeah. just missed opportunities. And, and you kind of sense that every time that the Lions came close, uh, their near misses were were punished by the All Blacks. They almost sense that insecurity and make sure they're even more clinical. Yeah, you're spot on. They're, they're incredibly ruthless, the All Blacks. You think of that second Rico Ioanni try, Liam Williams drops the ball near the halfway line and Ioanni picks it up and bursts past Elliot Daly. Lovely finish. The other two scores were really well finished as well. Really clinical, good handling under pressure. You mentioned that penalty count. That was kind of number one, even speaking to Warren Gallen after the game. They are really frustrated with that. 11-6, I think, finished up. Um, and really kind of key penalty decisions at key times. I thought the All Blacks got on the good side of, of Jaco Paper, who, who the Lions were really frustrated with. In, in, in their credit, they didn't come in afterwards and kind of bitch and moan about him. But you could see on the pitch, you know, at halftime, you have Peter Manny and Conor Murray getting on to him. Right at the final whistle, Johnny Sexton approaches him and says, you just gave them so much more than you gave us. Um, so there was a frustration there. I, I personally think the All Blacks deserve credit for the way they played it. You know, they, they pushed it to the limit. They tested out how much they go off their feet at Rock tackling guys off the ball just to kind of prevent them getting that first arrival to the breakdown, which proved to be a key area. Um, really kind of tough edge to the All Blacks, I thought, today. We didn't see as much of their kind of free-flowing, expansive attacking rugby, even though they scored three brilliant tries. I just thought they looked like a champion side with a really kind of tough edge. You mentioned the missed opportunities for the Lions, and, and for me, that was really key. Sean O'Brien's try, look, that's right up there with one of the greatest Lions tries of all times. It was an exceptional try. Beautiful kind of rugby that we didn't quite expect to see from the Lions in this game. But I thought just after the, after the halftime break, they had two big line breaks. One down the left, Liam Williams counters, links with Elliot uh, Watson, rather, and, and John Davies. And then Ben Teo has a chance to kind of swing it wide right. Uh, he decides to cut back in field, and, and he slipped. Um, for me, that had to go. That, that ball had to go. And I think the All Blacks would have finished that chance. And then the second one, Anthony Watson breaks through off a kind of switch pass off Liam Williams. And he tries to offload the ball, and it just goes loose. At that stage, the game's at 13-8. And if they get ahead there, I think they can put a bit of kind of panic in, in the All Blacks' minds, but they, ju they just didn't, didn't take, they take those chances and proved to be really costly in the end. Yeah, big time. I think it's kind of striking, Murray, that for all the talk of Warren Ball in the lead-up to this test, it was the backs, really, that provided the fleeting moments of, of brilliance. The forwards seemed to be savaged, really, in the breakdown. Uh, were you surprised at all by the way the Lions spread the ball out and, and looked to run from deep, at least uh, with Liam Williams' break that led to Sean O'Brien's try? Yeah, I mean, well, that's why Liam Williams got picked. They, they made a, a bold, kind of risky decision. He was so good going forward. He did make mistakes uh, defensively, and uh, we've mentioned one of them already. But I, I was surprised at how the game kind of unfolded. It was almost like a reversal. The All Blacks were really strong defensively. They went through a lot of phases in attack. They built so much pressure on the Lions, which we had probably expected the Lions to do. Instead, the Lions, they were completely dependent on their counter-attack kind of kick return game so it was a really interesting and fascinating kind of role reversal you mentioned the pack though and for me that was one of the big disappointments for the Lions today 
they probably expected to have some set-piece dominance. Um, and you think of Rico Iwani's second try, they got massacred at that scrum, you know. Maybe Cody Taylor was the first to pop up, but the All Blacks were going forward. And even if you think back to the first try, the Cody Taylor one, uh, the kind of few minutes that led up to that, there was a mall attempt from the Lions. They got sacked really well. Then Brody Retallick turns over the ball to the ground. And then Tyke Furlong gets a ping for, for a free kick at the scrum. So two little set-piece wins for the All Blacks, eventually leading to their first try. For me, the, the Lions pack underperformed. And I think we're probably going to see changes. The Alan Wynne-Jones selection didn't work out. Warren Gatland backed him to, to kind of perform on the big occasion without having that form. And you saw Mario Toja when he came on. Mm. He was just rampant. And I think he has to start in the next match. And certainly for, for the Lions pack, it was a bit of a lesson against uh, uh, an All Blacks pack that was probably written off a little bit. So massive, massive area for, for the next test. Absolutely. What did you make of Peter Armani's performance as captain? Uh, there seemed to be kind of mixed reviews, I suppose. And, and I suppose more pertinently, what did you make of the decision to take him off so early or having been to the press conference? Was that due to a knock, do you know? Yeah, yeah, he got, he got a bit of a knock. Um, he says he's OK. He says he's going to be fine for the, for the second test. Um, I think they just wanted to get Sam Warburton in there. We, we mentioned the breakdown a couple of times, and that was one of the areas where they were really struggling. You know, Sam Kane was turning over ball regularly. The All Blacks were slowing them, and the Lions didn't quite get a grip on it. You know, Sean O'Brien had a couple of frustrating attempts where he thought he would have got a penalty, uh, but collectively the, the Lions were outplayed in that area. We know that the, the All Blacks are great in that in that kind of department of the game, but I just think the, the Lions need to be a bit more savvy around it. You see, like All Blacks kind of, you know, there's a ball carrier and the second All Blacks tackler will kind of step into the space beyond them, just kind of prevent that arrival, getting there and getting a really good kind of barrel hit over the ball. So little details like that just went against him too often. I think Peter Manny may even lose out to Sam Warburton in the, in, in the team selection for next week. I, I thought individually he had a good game. Um, I thought he could have got into Jaco Paper's ear a little bit earlier. Mm. I thought it took a little too long just to maybe remind him, you know, the All Blacks are doing this exact same stuff that you're paying us for. Um, and it just was maybe a little bit slow, but he had a good individual game. But I just think, you know, they're going to have to make changes to, to kind of lift that pack. And I think Sam Warburton maybe one of them. How did the press conference go? Uh, Warren Gatland spoke, did Peter Romani speak as well? What, what kind of things were they saying? Yeah, there's obviously massive frustration there, but they've put a, quite a, a positive light on, on this defeat. Um, Warren Gatland says, look, everything that went wrong tonight is very fixable in a short space of time. Uh, even on the first try, he said that at halftime, Elliot Daly came into the changing room, put his hand up and said, lads, that try is on me. I got caught in no man's land on that quick tap. Um, that quick tap penalty, and then they swung it out and scored in his wing. So I think that kind of stuff is very, very fixable in, in the short term, and that's the way they're painting it. They said, listen, the All Blacks haven't paid, played champagne rugby, is what Gatlin said it, and they didn't really. It was a very clinical, effective performance, but for the Lions, they believe that they're going to get better and give them a, a, a greater game, but I, I just fear that the, the All Blacks have another couple of years to go up. They're only two games into their, their test season, um, and I think they'll be a more cohesive unit again next weekend, so that's a worry. Yeah, you mentioned the Lions having sort of a, a hope of improving. From your own opinion, like there were probably encouraging signs, but was this sort of the best chance squandered to, to get a test victory? It's obviously extremely difficult to come back from 1-0 down in a series. Historically, it's only been done a few times. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a massive uphill task with the All Blacks getting better, more clinical, taking more chances. I just think that the Lions, they had, they had nice elements in their play. The kicking game was really strong. Uh, you know, those box kicks from Conor Murray, really good contestable kicking um, and, and we've mentioned that counter-attacking play as well 
So there's stuff there for to build on, but it just it was the, it was the best opportunity for me. Um, we're going to go to Wellington now. Obviously, a change of venue and the All Blacks record isn't as strong there, but they, they'll they'll back themselves to to get better. And yeah, I I just think the Test series might be gone then. Yeah, you, I think there's a lot of people probably thinking along the same lines. Uh, you mentioned Conor Murray there, another sort of solid performance. I mean, just going back to the Irish performers, um, how did you rate Murray? I think Tyke Furlong seemed to struggle a little bit, just kind of an error-strewn performance, a couple of loose passes, knock-ons. Uh, Sean O'Brien obviously finished with a try, which wasn't too bad. But uh, what did you make of the Irish players' performance overall? Yeah, I thought Sean O'Brien was actually good. I thought he was one of the kind of key guys in the pack. And you can see he's a real leader in that squad. He was actually getting on to, to the referee quite a bit and just giving him little reminders uh, around the breakdown and, you know, have a look at this, that kind of stuff. I thought, he was, I thought he was great. That support line he ran for that try was exceptional. He covered some amount of ground. Um, and I think the old hamstrings are in good nick. We've seen him sprint pretty flat out a couple of times and they've, they've held together. Um, but probably not, the, probably not the greatest night for the Irish guys. Johnny Sexton didn't get a chance to come into the game when he came off the bench. And I wonder if they'll have a look at that 10-12 combination again next week. Having said that, Benteo, apart from that time he didn't pass the ball, was just unbelievably muscular. He was so strong in the tackle, you know, picking up Sonny Bill Williams and slamming him into the ground. Really big moments of contact, which we probably shouldn't underrate. You know, those, those moments lift teammates around you. And I, I, I know that he's massively respected, you know, even Steve Hansen talking about him afterwards as a, as a bit of a beast. So it's going to be hard to, to remove him from the team. But Johnny Sexton obviously gives you those kind of creative skills and, I do wonder if he'll be one that changes for, for next weekend. Yeah, do you reckon they might look at uh, Sexton at 10 in Wellington or will they go with Dan Bigger? I don't know. I don't think Dan Bigger really, unless he does something um, ma massive, is going to feature in the test. So I think Johnny probably needs a game. Um, we've seen that guys play on Tuesday and can actually play in the test. That was a bit of a surprise. You know, mm -hmm. Liam Williams and Elliot Daly playing their way into a test team at the last minute, four days out from the first test. And both of them did well in patches night. So... I guess that is the motivation there. Even guys like Robbie Henshaw now playing on Tuesday, CJ Stander, uh, it's their chance to go, kind of show Gallen that, listen, if you want to make changes, which he said he will, actually. Before the first test, he, he said the coaches spoke about mixing things up for the second test. Um, and they've referenced the fact that in 2013, there were nine changes across the test team over the course of the test series. So um, I think he wants to keep players on his toes that way as well. And the opportunity there is massive for guys like Sexton Henshaw. Um, and certainly CJ Sander, who can give you a bit of impact even off the bench. Yeah, for sure. Like you've touched on changes in personnel there. I'm wondering, can Gatlin change his approach maybe for the second test? Is there anything he can do to, to mix it up tactically from, from that standpoint? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there was a huge amount wrong with what they did. They, they probably didn't get the kind of 22 pressure that they told was going to be a big part of the game. You know, they gave up ball quite easily when they got into that zone. And, you know, the try, the, the brilliant try from O'Brien was obviously a long range one. Um, and the late kind of Reese Webb was just a bit of a consolation score. But that's the kind of template, I guess, is get into the 22 and, and really put the All Blacks under sustained pressure because that has effects across the course of the game. When you're under that kind of pressure, it's going to drag your set piece down. You're going to be tired when you're attacking as well. So I think they need to do a little bit more of that. It's really positive to see that they can counterattack. Um, and I think that they'll actually kick more as well. Um, I thought they were really strong in that department. I thought the All Blacks were very nervy under the high ball. They lost Ben Smith, obviously, to, to a concussion. He's failed the HIA. So it'll be interesting to see what they do at 15, possibly Israel Dag, if Ben Smith uh, doesn't recover. Um, but I think they'll pursue that a little bit more, a little bit more kind of tactical kicking long uh, to find that grass in, in the backfield and, and have that chance to put that pressure on the 22. I think that'll be the main kind of tactical focus. But there's a lot of good there. There's a lot of good stuff to build on.
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm wondering, considering you were down in Auckland, you, you soaked up the atmosphere. We might get to that in a second. But what was the reaction like from uh, people in New Zealand, fans, reporters? Did they sort of, uh, was this something they, they kind of expected, a, a margin of victory, 15 points? Or uh, I've, I've seen a couple of people maybe slightly surprised again, as, as we mentioned, about the Lions' approach to the game. And Steve Hansen was quite complimentary in his post-match interview, particularly about O'Brien's try. What, what was the reaction over there? Yeah, Hansen said it was one of the greatest tries he's seen. I think there was probably a little bit of disappointment that it, the game didn't go down to the wire. Um, obviously, the, the, the diehard Kiwi fans were loving it. They were rubbing it in. Uh, it was kind of hard to listen to a couple of them just outside the press box here, uh, calling the offside line um, pretty kind of vociferous support. But uh, yeah, there was a slight bit of disappointment because you know at the halftime, up to about 50-minute mark, it was an incredible uh, game of rugby. It was so evenly poised. Um, and it was really there for the taking. If the Lions had finished one of those chances, as we said, and got ahead, um, it would have been a, a very different story. Um, but like, I don't think, I don't think the Kiwi press are too surprised to see their team be so clinical. They've seen this so many times over the past few years, and and they certainly feel that a 15-point margin is is reflective of the the kind of golfing class as they see it. Yeah, I mean, I suppose like to conclude on the game, was this just a case really of arguably and probably the greatest team in history doing what they do best? Yeah, like uh, even in, in our in our match preview, I was kind of writing that you know there's all these reasons the Lions could have turned up and and caused an upset, but it was always going to be that it was going to be an upset. You have to kind of take your head out of the bubble and, and realize what the Lions are trying to do here. They've been together for what three four weeks properly as a squad. The players didn't know each other before that. It's it's a crazy concept really trying to beat this cohesive All Blacks unit in a country where everything is built towards that All Blacks uh, team and making them as good as they can be. Everything they do in Super Rugby, all the coaching, um, and you just see the quality of the players. Like moments of skill, like Bowden Barrett, uh, when he gets his grubber kick blocked down, he comes back. Instead of diving on the ball, which I thought he was going to do, he scoops it up one-handed, um, and it's just sensational. The little offloads, like a guy like Brody Retallick, who's a, a mean enforcer, but he can throw that short pass as well. I think that's the real issue here. They're better rugby players than, than the Lions, and... Um, I think maybe in 12 years' time, hopefully there'll be a, a better caliber of player to, to give them a better game. But I just think they're the best team in the world. And that's why I always felt that this was going to be uh, close to an impossible task for the Lions. For sure, yeah. Well, before we let you go, Murray, just talk us through what the uh, experience was like over there. I mean, we've seen the hordes of, of fans wearing red. There was choirs on the go singing songs from all four countries. Uh, it seemed pretty special over there. Yeah, incredible occasion. I, I, I've been around all the last few days and you, you see the red jerseys pretty much on every second person. It's been incredible. Like so much respect to those people for spending all their hard earned cash to get over here. But uh, the kind of the I guess the style of Lions fan has changed in the last couple of weeks. From the start you had the kind of old retired couple off on their, their merry six week uh, kind of journey. In the last week or so you've had the kind of younger crowd coming in and it's certainly made Auckland very, very lively. The the support today I thought was outstanding and yeah, you know, you looked around the stands and it was was pretty much red. So the Lions is always going to have that. We always have this debate about does the Lions still mean something, but when you're here, you can see that it, it really means a lot to so many people. And um, There's a really nice vibe, all these countries coming together, some mangled versions of, of the fields of Athenry in the pubs uh, in Auckland as well. So it's been, it's been great off the pitch, and hopefully we get a nice competitive game in, in the second test, because if not, it's, it could turn a little bit nasty in that, in that third. <laughs> well, hopefully it doesn't go that badly. Uh, Murray Kinsella, thanks a million for joining us. Uh, best wishes on your travels to, to Wellington and enjoy the rest of it. Uh, but that is actually all we've got time for here on the Rugby Show on the 42.e. We'll actually be back on Tuesday. We'll be joined by Eddie O'Sullivan with a review of that game against the Hurricanes and a preview of the second test 
in Wellington. But until then, take it easy.